We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Tuesday morning edition of the Field of 68's Best Best Podcasts and Best Bets live stream. That's, that's, that's getting harder and harder for me to say, Jeff. Best Bets What happens when you, when you drink late and early in the morning? <laughs> yeah, just coffee today. All right, all right. I, well, I, I, I wish there was a Johnny Black in there or something, but no, nope, <laughs> just coffee today. Uh, well, listen, all right, I, so, you had a good day off yesterday. Your kids were you—you you, you were able to uh, not have to be uh, Mister Dad <laughs> yesterday. It was a big day for my, you. My my son's back in school. No more no more COVID positives at the right. uh, the school that he goes to. So. Um, and my wife is off of work this week, so like she's hanging out with with uh, my daughter all day, which means like I was able to just sit around and get stuff done, and I've never felt more productive. Like I, I got yeah. all my stuff done during the day. It was the first time I went to sleep before like three a.m. in I don't even know how long. So I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling sprightly. I'm feeling good to go, Jeff. Huh? You know who's not feeling good to go this morning? Who? Who's that? <laughs> Tom Izzo. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! No, think about honestly. Think about Izzo. It, Think about being anybody on that staff today and having to deal with Izzo. Like it's, they, be a they are a complete train wreck. They are a complete train wreck. They, so that was the first time that I've sat down and watched them. And I was like, wow, I never, I didn't put together just how bad and how messed up this team is. Like they don't have a playmaking point guard. Okay. They don't have a five that's any good at all. They cannot rebound the ball. They have no kind of rim protection. They can't play Joey Hauser at the five because he couldn't guard you right now. Aaron Henry looks like all of his confidence is completely shot. Um, Gabe Brown is the most inconsistent player I've ever seen in my entire life. There's just there's not one thing on that roster that's working right now. Yeah, I mean, listen, the the, the thought going in was Rocket Watts is going to be the guy. That's what I thought. I thought it was going to be Rocket Watts scoring 20. He'd have some some games where he'd be brutal. But for the most part, you know, he, he'd score 15 to 20 every single night. And um, he's not a point, which is, I, I think, okay. I'm not sure it's, like, ideal. But you can get away without having a point at the point if he's just a scorer, right? If he's a scorer and he's got enough around him. He doesn't have enough around him, number one. And you don't now have a point who makes anybody anybody's life easier on the offensive end. So everybody's going to manufacture their own. And I don't think, you know, it, earlier in the year we saw it, I think it was in the, 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 the game in the Champions Classic, where they started utilizing Aaron Henry almost as like a point forward, mm-hmm. uh, especially in, in transition. And it worked. 
but I think it was almost like fool's gold at that point. Like Duke wasn't very good. And, and you, you realized that after that game, a lot of people had no idea how bad Duke was at that point. So Michigan State's win against Duke really was very underwhelming. Yeah, and, and they were kind of riding on that, um, the idea that they went into Cameron Indoor Stadium and got a win. But in, like, in theory, though, in theory, if you were going to tell me that I would get Rocket Watts as the score, you would get Aaron Henry as the facilitator, you have Joey Hauser on the floor, you have guys like Malik Hall and Gabe Brown and these other people like, that are kind of going around them. It's like right. that, that makes sense. But whatever it is, I, I think part of it is um, they really just can't guard. Like, they cannot get stops, and eventually that's just going to beat you down. And, I mean, look, Boo Booey lit up Rocket Watts. Uh, Demetri Trice lit up Rocket Watts. Marcus Carr lit up Rocket Watts. Like, at some point, he's got to sit down and say, okay, I'm getting my ass kicked every single time I step foot on the court. Like, and you got to have pride at some point. Yeah. Josh Frankfurt is – and we knew this was going to happen. He's a little bit of a shell of himself. You know, he's just been banged up, you know, hadn't played I mean, in a what, while. What can you do? It's like that with Jordan Bohannon too. Like you got these guys right. that have, have been yeah. – they've gone through multiple surgeries. Right. They've missed so much time. Like, yeah. there's, You just can't complete at that level after a while. Your body's just not going to be able to support it. And it sucks. You know, Jordan and, and, and Josh Langford are both really nice kids. And they're kids that you want to see succeed. Yep. And it's just – it's – they're just not so who is, they used to be. Is the problem again? You go back to it and you say unto theirself, Aaron Henry's fine where he is. Rocket Watts as your two guard is fine. Joey Hauser as your four man is fine. So I've always said the two most important, and it's not the case anymore. But it used to be where you you need a point guard and you need a big. You don't necessarily need a big now, but you do. You do to some degree because you got to defend. You got to rebound. You don't need a big scorer. But you need a big that's going to be able to, you know, protect the rim to some degree, rebound the ball, especially if you're Michigan State, right? If you play for Izzo, you better you better have mm-hmm. that. They don't have that, and they don't have a point guard. So is there any way this season can be salvaged in a sense of not just getting, like, into the tournament as an 8-9 seed? I don't think so. You know, they not are, are you Rob? How, how's this one for you? Could Michigan State not make the NCAA tournament this year? Absolutely. Like we've seen, we we saw what they did last night against Minnesota, right? They were horrific, right? And normally, what you would want in this situation are a couple of easy games to be able to find a way to get things right, get your confidence going again. Because honestly, like, okay, so Tim Miles had Shaka Smart on uh, on his podcast the other day, and and one point that I thought was really interesting that Shaka made is that. Um, he's charted like the, def- the deflections that you get uh, that his teams get in games. And he went back over the summer and he looked and he found that like the more deflections that they got defensively, the better, like they, that was, that always came in the middle of a run. And the points when they weren't getting deflections was when they were getting beat up. And, and his theory was that, okay, when we're getting deflections and we're locked in and we're playing hard and we're playing confident and we're playing together and you're doing all of those cliche things that coaches love to, to tell. And it shows up where that shows up is deflections defensively because you, you're there in the right time um, to make that rotation. You're, you're reading, you're jumping the pass and you're locked in with whatever it is. And I don't think that Michigan state has that right now. So the question you got to ask is, 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 are these results because Michigan state is a bad team? Or are these results happening because they are a broken team that doesn't have any confidence that hasn't figured out 
how to make things work. And I think you could go either way on this one. And the issue that you run into is that you don't have that get right game. When you play in the Big Ten, it, it's insane. There's one team yep. in the Big Ten that's outside the top 55 in Ken Palm. It is ridiculous the schedule that these teams have to play. So if you're Michigan State, let's bring up their schedule and let's see who they got coming up next because there's, there is going to be no point in time where well, they are going luckily, to be able to Luckily, they got at, at Nebraska next. Uh, so the battle <laughs> – oh, no, Yeah, there you go. They're the saying, battle so, of the Hoybergs. That I mean, that might be the time when they get right. But if you're, if you're asking, okay, can Michigan State miss the NCAA tournament? Absolutely. You know, th- there's – what, They're not right right on, now. Wait, wait. We're on the best bets pod. Mm-hmm. What, what what are the odds? What are the odds you're giving me whether Michigan State makes uh, misses the tournament or not? Um, what odds would I bet it at? I would say I probably need like plus 500 or so. Five to one odds that, that Michigan State misses the NCAA yeah. tournament. Yeah, I, I, you're probably right. It's worth it. At that, it, it's you're not going to get plus 500. You're probably going to get, honestly, today – I don't know, plus one seventy-five. No, I think it would be higher than that. But I, I just, yeah, really, I, it's Tom Izzo. It's Tom Izzo on a team that has they they have the pieces to be higher, able to make it happen. Higher meaning, yeah, I think it. Well, I think there would be you would get better odds. I think it would probably be around like plus three hundred or plus four hundred. Three games into the Big Ten slate, like. Yeah. Tom Izzo, you're not going to get great odds on them missing the NCAA tournament at this point. That's um, I think plus one seventy five, something like that. You got you got anything on Wisconsin losing and Maryland winning? That's pretty you impressive. Know, you and I were killing turds yesterday, and uh, and he comes through. He must have heard you. He must have heard yeah, you. He probably did. Job. Um, you know, listen. The only way Maryland's going to win those games is playing tougher. Like that's what Maryland needs to be this year. They need to be a junkyard dog type of team that just out-toughs everybody. Like, Marcel was a maniac uh, at, at the end of that game, and it wasn't just him. They they just, frankly, in the second half, uh, they punked Wisconsin, and, and they guarded, and, and they made it tough, and Wisconsin wasn't getting the easy shots they were getting in the first half, uh, really around the rim. A lot, of them, a lot of them came around the rim in the first half. So I, I, was, I was impressed with Maryland's toughness. I'm not worried about Wisconsin. I, I think Wisconsin's that type of team. They're not overwhelmingly good. They're good. They're going to win more than they, they lose in the Big Ten because they're older, because they know their roles, but they're not that good. Their margin for error is still slim. Uh, I, I was much more impressed with Maryland offensively than I thought I was going to be. Like They went through a stretch in the second half where um, it was with 17 minutes left in the half. They were down 34 to 26, and they went and they scored basically – every possession for about the next eight to 10 minutes against a really good yep. Wisconsin defense. You know, Eric Ayala was making shots. Um, they were able to take advantage of the fact that Wisconsin had the two bigs. And like, so that was the big concern we had with the Badgers coming into the season, right? Like right. what happens defensively when you can space them out and Mike Potts got to guard on the perimeter and Nate Reavers has to guard on the perimeter. And Maryland, it took a while to get there, but Maryland eventually took advantage of that. The dunk, that Dante Scott had on Nate Reavers that was, to put him up by five with less than a minute left. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, Dante Scott was good. They, they need that, though. They need Marcel. They need Ayala. They need uh, Dante Scott. They need kind of everybody, Jarvis Hamilton, all of them, to be like, you know, 10 to 15 point a game, 10 to 12 even, a point a game scores. And and honestly, the only way they're winning is close games. And, mm-hmm. and what I worry about is in a close game, who are you giving the ball to? 
to make a play. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think this team, like, is better than we think because I actually think Turds is a good coach. I do. I think he's a good coach. I, I think the biggest problem with Turds sometimes um, is he's not touchy-feely, so the fan base doesn't love him um, because that's not his personality. He just wants to coach ball. Yeah. Yeah, I was, it was it was a very impressive win, so you got to give credit where credit is due. Um, and, you know, it's, it, with the way that I've been killed by Wisconsin fans, I'm never, ever, ever going to be upset about the Badgers losing. That's always fun for me. All right, let's get into tonight's slate. Before we do, i got to tell you guys about the official odds provider of the Field of 68 Media Network. That is DraftKings Sportsbook. The holiday season may be winding down, but the sports calendar is in full swing from collegiate to pro sports, there is no shortage of action, and there is no better place to get in on all of this action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't tried out DraftKings Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? To celebrate this year's college football playoffs, DraftKings is giving all new users the chance to bet on any semifinal team to win the title at 100-1 to odds. That's right. All you have to do is bet $1 on any semifinal team to win the championship, and your team win, and if, if that team wins, you cash $100. That's for new users and for people that sign up with the promo code FIELD68. And remember, while we're all excited about the college football playoffs and the NFL playoffs, let's not forget the 2021 basketball season is in full swing, college basketball and the NBA. So go to the app now and check out all of DraftKings Daily Odds Boost. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and they make it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code FIELD68 when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any semifinal team to win it all. That's code FIELD68, FIELD68, for new players to get a shot at $100 on any semifinal team this week for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, you must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania residents only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Jeffrey, my favorite game of the night, my favorite bet of the night. What do we got? have Northwestern at Iowa. That line is 10.5. Iowa is favorite. That total is 157. What do you like there? Because there's one very obvious bet that I think is uh, is something. It's the first thing when I woke up and I got the odds. One fifty-seven. Yep. Uh, yeah, I kind of like the over, but I like the points. I'll take the points there. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Northwestern right now. They got confidence. I, I think I was a little bit wounded. Um, again, I think you're gonna give Garza his his thirty. Uh, you just got to make sure that um, you contain those other guys for the most part. So I'll, I'll take the points there and, and say that Northwestern's going to keep it close. Uh, I'm not sure they win, but again, right now, um, who knows with Northwestern Wildcats. So I absolutely love the over in this spot. I knew you would. I knew you would. I love the over in this spot. Um, the reason why is, I mean, it's just pretty simple, right? We know that Iowa's issue is on the defensive end of the floor. Um, they... They cannot guard uh, teams that can space you out. They cannot guard dribble penetration. They cannot handle people that can put the ball on the floor and get to the rim. Um, we've seen Northwestern do all of those things. For people that have not watched the Wildcats this year, which I'm assuming is a lot of you, uh, they've really gone like heavy to this five-out offense 
Um, they do. They run a lot of things through Rob Nance. I'm sorry, Pete Nance, and I'm blanking on the name of their other big guy that they have. Is uh, it um, Ryan Young? Ryan Young. Yeah. And what they do is they they run a ton of stuff for those guys at the top of the key. Uh, they run a ton of the stuff for those guys, kind of out of like the the mid post area where they have cutters running off of them. Um, you'll see a lot of like the Nick Nurse influence from Toronto in, in what Chris Collins is running in terms of the way that they kind of. Remember how they would put Marcus Gasol at the top of the key and they just have screens and cutters and all of this action on both sides of the floor where you space everything out and Marcus Gasol is able to just kind of pick out a pass and find someone that's open? Well, that's what they do with Pete Nance and with Ryan Young. And both of those guys have been really effective at it. Um, and it helps when you have guys like Boo Booey and Miller Cop that are just absolute drillers. Like those guys are making shots at a ridiculous clip. Uh, and I don't see that slowing down against an Iowa team that had like their entire issue is that they can't guard me. So um, on the other end of the floor, like good luck trying to slow down Luca Garza. Like Pete Nance probably weighs 165 pounds. Yeah, he's screwed. He's screwed. That's what I'm saying. Like there's nothing you're going to be able to do. That's my, my concern is he fouls everybody out. And honestly, you know, they just keep feeding them and, and they dominate. They just, they, they just wear them down and, and, and dominate. But I just think it's a lot of points to give a team right now that, um, is on a, a major heater, um, and, and they've got confidence. They're making shots. They don't have to guard Iowa. They just honestly, they got to score with them. Yeah, I I would probably lean towards Northwestern in this spot. Um, the one thing that I am just kind of a little bit concerned about is it does feel like a sell high spot for Northwestern in a bot. Like right. Iowa is coming off of that loss to Minnesota. Yeah. Like we talked about it yesterday. Like. It was there was a lot of look. We I, I killed Fran McCaffrey for the way that ended. We, we we criticized some of the decisions that they made, but at the end of the day, like Minnesota won because Marcus Carr hit two really tough step back yeah. jumpers in the last thirty seconds of overtime. And Brandon Johnson made every shot, and Brandon Johnson hit four straight threes in in overtime. He doubled the number of threes that he had made on the entire season in the first three minutes of that overtime period. It was ridiculous. So um, there is a little bit of fluke involved in that. So I do guess that it's a little bit of a buy low spot for Iowa, but um, I just, I, I'm, I'm in on Northwestern maintaining this entire season and the way that line is set. It feels like it, it's, it's, it's set at a point of what you would see on some of these projection sites where Northwestern is still ranked outside the top 50. And I don't believe that Northwestern is, is, is outside. Like they're probably closer yeah. to a top 30 team. So it feels like there is value on the Northwestern side. Uh, in the spot, I just I, I think the over is the play. I think that makes the most sense. Okay, okay. Um, the second best game of the day is Purdue Rutgers, uh, in my opinion. Anytime you have the Scarlet Knights right now on the docket, uh, it's a good day. Uh, you know, Rutgers only giving three here at home, Rob. Yeah, they're a little banged up, aren't they? Do we have any word on Cliff Amaruyi yet? I don't. I don't, but what I know is uh, in, in the game against Ohio State, um, right, it was Ohio State, the last Ohio State, Miles Johnson was, was mm-hmm. fouled out early, Jacob Young was banged up, and they didn't have Cliff. So I, I, my assumption is Jacob Young's back, maybe they don't have Cliff, but Miles Johnson has to stay out of foul trouble, which is not going to be easy to do against Purdue and Trevion Johnson. But I just think, man, like, and it's crazy to say this, but like, Anytime Rutgers is only given three at the rack, I know the fans aren't going to be there, but it's still a home court advantage. 
like we're we're saying that those two teams are even on a neutral mm-hmm. court for the most part. And and I don't believe that to be the case. I think Rutgers is is clearly the better team right now over Purdue. So I'm gonna take Rutgers given the three there. Yeah, I really like Rutgers in that spot as well. I can't bet them because I live in New Jersey and uh it's it's illegal for to going through league, the legal betting sites like DraftKings, um, you cannot bet on the uh, New Jersey teams, which kind of stinks because I would love to be able to invest a little bit of money on Rutgers in this spot. But um, I don't know who on Purdue guards uh, Ron Harper Jr. Like, who do you put on? They don't really have a guy that kind of has the size. Nobody does. Has the strength and kind of has Nobody the does. That's yeah, the great thing about Ron Harper Jr. You look at him, first of all, and I'm going to age myself here, but. Um, I interviewed Ron Harper's father when I was in high school, uh, and, and he came in a box. Tell tell that story. You told me that story. Tell that story. I don't think I told the Ron Harper. I Is he the Ron guy that you just cold called when he was in the hotel room? Well, he wasn't the only one. Yes, it, that one was was uh, Ron Harper Jr. and and I was in the room. You remember Hot Rod Williams? Yeah, who got in all the trouble later? Yeah, yeah. I um, both those guys interviewed them both. Drove into Boston. Uh, and Ron Harper's father, like one of the nicest dudes you will ever meet. Um, but yeah, like his kid is is completely different than him. And I got I got yelled at last year because I referred to him as Ron Harper's kid, and like everybody jumped on me on Twitter. Like you can't say that. You got even he he made fun of me for it. He did it kind of in a funny way, uh, but he made fun of me for it. So now he's Ron Harper Jr. because this kid can ball. And, yeah, they uh, they uh, they jumped all over me because I said that he was the uh, the fat guy player of the year this year. Well, <laughs> yeah, his body, I, right? I mean, you look at him and you know, like he's got like a George Niang body. Yeah, he does. Right? I said he looks like he was raised on jelly donuts and fettuccine alfredo, and he's out here killing everybody. I thought it was a compliment. <laughs> like, I thought it was a compliment. Well, I, no, I don't think you say that about anybody. It's a compliment right <laughs> now. I, I think that those are fighting words. Um, but listen, give the kid credit because he, he's been phenomenal uh, this year. And, you know, the, the beauty of Rutgers is they're not about one guy, though. Like mm-hmm. they've got multiple dudes that can play. And when they get Big Cliff back, and hopefully it is tonight, uh, and they'll be whole again, this is a team that honestly you could put up against anybody other than, to me, like Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova maybe. And, and, and it's, it's a toss-up. It, they could play with anybody in the country this year. Yeah, I agree. I would put Tennessee in that same conversation, but I'm yeah. I'm I'm moving all my chips in on on Tennessee this year. I think that they're uh, really really good. So yes, I like Rutgers in that spot as well. Uh, we got a couple more minutes. Let's roll through these pretty quickly. Uh, Miami at Virginia Tech. I'm going to stay away from that. Um, both Why? Chris Likes and Cam Augusti are game time decisions. Yeah, that's I'm uh, going Virginia Tech because even if they play, they're not going to be close to 100. percent Rob, uh, I'm I'm going Virginia Tech there. Laying the six and a half. I, I really like it because, again, Miami might get some reinforcements back, but but they're not quite ready. They haven't practiced. Uh, they're going to be rusty. So I'm going Mike Young and, and Virginia Tech at home. They're giving six and a half. Yeah, I don't hate it. I just think six and a half is a little bit too much. It if is. Chris likes and, and Cam Augusti play. Like those those guys are veterans. I, I don't think that That's they necessarily fair. need to practice to be able to. What, uh, what do you like in the football matchup? The, the Florida State Clemson uh, football matchup. Uh, claims that I believe what are they favored by by two at home? We we were talking about this like there are so many good football matchups tonight. We yeah. have Clemson, Florida State. We have Ole Miss, Alabama. We have Texas A and LSU, and none of those games really moved the needle at all. 
on on the basketball side. But um, all right. So uh, Florida State Clemson. I don't know, man. That's tough. Like I yeah. I think Clemson is legit, very very good. Uh, they are one of the best defensive teams in the country, and yeah. I don't know how Florida State is going to be able to uh, to score. That said, the weakness for Clemson is like getting on the defensive glass. And the one thing that you can always there, – there's two things that you can always like, bet on for Florida State teams. One is they're going to switch everything defensively. They're always going to have like nothing but six foot six athletic dudes, and they're going to switch everything. And the other thing they're going to do is get to the offensive glass. So um, I think they'll have the bodies to be able to slow down Amir Sims. I think they'll be able to get on the offensive glass. I also just don't think Florida State's that good. So um, I probably would take Clemson minus a point and a half here, but I, I think it's mostly to stay away from me. Uh, what else we got? Anything else? You know, see you at Texas A&M. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about that? Is this going to well, be the – no one's talking about how good Cam Thomas has been this year. And that oh, might be a good thing for him. Well, I, like I'm doing a mock draft now, and 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 he's going to be in the, the 20s for me, uh, Cam Thomas. Maybe the most productive scoring freshman uh, in the country. Javante Smart didn't play the last game because of contact tracing. I, I, I think I'd wait to find out what's going to happen with Javante Smart, whether or not I'm going to I'm going to give lay six and a half for LSU. If he plays, yeah, yeah, I'm laying the six and a half, and I'm going to I'm going to load up on it. Uh, if he doesn't, I like it, but I don't love it. I I'd probably go with it anyway. Probably go with LSU anyway. Uh, it, it just depends to me how much whether or not uh, Javante Smart's playing. The, my favorite game of the day, Rob. What's that? And you know, I, I've I've ridden this team and and I keep winning. Mercer, Greg Gary and Mercer. Um, they have two really good transfers. Uh, they've got good high school players that have come in. And, and, and Jeff Gary, uh, his nephew's been really, really good. They play Wofford. And Wofford isn't Wofford, if, if you've checked lately. They're not the Wofford that uh, you remember from a couple of years ago, Robert. So I, I'm taking Mercer, laying two and a half at home against Wofford. Yeah, I get it. I like that play as well. I think Mercer's really, really good. Um, the only other game that I was interested in is Ole Miss yeah. uh, at Alabama. Um, I just don't – I don't think the fighting NATO, NATO have it this year. Um, wow, you're I'm, going against them at home. Yeah, I'm going against them at home. I like I like Ole Miss. I think Kermit Davis like, – that's one of those ones where you just kind of bet on the coaching matchup. I think Kermit Davis is, is uh, terrific at what he does. Um, I'd also be interested in Houston – Laying seven and a half against Tulsa, um, I, I just—I mean, Houston's Houston's really, 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 really good. You know like, what I really like? Good. I like USC laying eleven against Santa Clara at home. I just think they're going to overwhelm them. I, yeah, I the only my only concern is like USC's been has missed like three weeks or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, listen, stick Evan Mobley out there, and good luck, Santa Clara. Good luck guarding him. Yep. That's all I'll say. I, I, yeah, their last game was exactly three weeks ago. So that would be my only concern. Yep. But the last time that they played, like, they, they beat the hell out of BYU and they beat the hell out of UC Irvine, who was, uh, who was really good. So my I like that. Uh, so my, my overall picks, I am uh, – I'm going to be heavy on Iowa Northwestern. That's, like, without a question. That the over is my – yeah, that oh, the, the over there is my favorite bet yep. of the day. Yep. Uh, I will also – uh, be on. I'll take Clemson. I'll, I'll, I'll have that be one of my picks. Um, and what was the other game that I really liked today? I don't know. Honestly, there's one of the Mercer. Oh uh, no, the the Ole Miss Ole Miss money line. 
All right, I got uh, Northwestern. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll ride with you on Mercer, too. So I got Mercer minus two. I got the Iowa and Northwestern over. I will take Clemson, and I will take the Ole Miss money line. All right, I got Northwestern, Rutgers, Virginia Tech, LSU, Mercer, USC. Those are my uh, six. Just hoping to go four and two, stay kind of – I cooled off a little bit yesterday, Rob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we all did, man. We all did. Thanks a lot, Michigan State. Thanks a lot, Dave oh. Fife. It's your fault. Luckily, I took the the sucker line of of uh, Northern Iowa. <laughs> there you it looked go. too good to be true. Looked there too good go. to be true, didn't it? Yes, it did. There you All go. Right. There you go. Like All you right, guys. man. We will too see you guys again true. tomorrow. <laughs>